0: Good morning, Horners. Dave here. We had a fantastic good morning, Gala Horn, in the RAW show yesterday after the game. The Vikings versus Saints Wildcard Edition. And in this episode, Drew, Ted, and special guest Christopher Gates join us to talk and celebrate that fantastic Vikings win from... The defense playing out of their mind, the new scheme moving Hunter and Griffin inside to the spectacular throw and catch from Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen. And then, of course, Rudy's final catch to win the game. You want to relive it on this Monday? Why not? Get prepared to watch And we're on to San Francisco after this. Go, everybody. Drew, Ted, and Christopher Gates, the grand poo of Daily Norseman, to talk Vikings versus Saints in the wild card game where the Vikings pulled it out in overtime to defeat New Orleans Saints. Isn't it great? <laughs> How you doing, Drew? <laughs> Taste some
1: milk and kiss my ass. We're moving on, baby. <laughs> give Gates the floor. Gates,
2: give Gates the opening round floor here. Let's hear it. Christopher, Christopher. No. welcome back. No. Come on, Chris. No, this, 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 is, this is your guys' house, man. This, this, I'm, just, I'm just here because this is freaking great. <laughs> I mean, we, we heard... We heard everybody on the pregame show this morning and this afternoon go, oh, the, the Vikings don't have a chance. They're oh, a huge no, underdog. No. I think Strahan said they were going to lose by 17 points. No, no. <laughs> Turns out you actually have to play these football games rather than just uh, listen to what people on the interwebs say about them and who should uh, move on and whatnot. So, yeah, this, uh, this was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It was. How you doing, Ted?
3: Boys. <laughs> <laughs> if I was any better right now, what would I be?
0: Against the law. law. Let's light
3: this candle. Let's go. Let's
0: go. Now we're officially on. This is awesome. And we already have people chiming in. We have Lucas Silva saying, let's go. We have Ruby Bun- Bunting. Best day ever. We have really? Bill Emerson.
3: Wow, say, let's
0: wow, go. Cool.
3: Hey, wait, get that lady <laughs> now, That, that and, Ruby Bunting on. sounds hot. I want to talk on. to her. I, 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 Ruby Bunting, I believe, is Mrs. Drew Bunting. And I believe if this is her best day ever, that means that's better than the day she married you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm going say right. to anything else. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> twice as <laughs> that's better enough. as that day. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's
2: quite the indictment of. Uh, Quite the indictment of Mr. Bunting. I'm doing no, 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 right. no,
3: no lines with the Batuzak on the wedding day, Andrew. Huh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's so, absolutely right.
3: anyways, Chris, like you were talking about the pregame show, my, my wife actually she's not much of a sports fan. She sat and she watched the game with me, and, and our grandson was here this morning. And, and we were watching the pregame because I always watch the pregame. And she looked at me and she said, Honey, nobody. Everybody thinks the Saints are going to win. I hope the Vikings win just to shut everybody up. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And, mm-hmm. and they went out and they did that. So now I told her when Rudolph scored, I'm like, look, you're, you're, you're stuck in that spot right here in front <laughs> of me next week through the playoffs. I hope Until you realize
0: that. Until the Vikings lose. That's, That's right. right. So anyways. Hey, we got Nathan Wright saying, clutch Kirk. Kirk. Nate Wright? <laughs> Nate Wright saying, clutch Kirk. He was uh-huh. there at the end. Throwing it to Rudolph, damn straight.
3: I'll tell you what. I hope. Uh, <laughs> you no, know the one thing—the one thing that bothered me the most about.
0: Sorry, I'm laughing. Ruby says way better. This game was way better than marrying
1: <laughs> Drew. What, what, I'm th- not even going to question that either.
3: <laughs> one thing what, that really bothered me about this whole thing, um, coming into this game, was this narrative about Kirk Cousins, and and if there's one guy, I'm happier for. Than just about anybody else in the Minnesota Vikings right now, is Kirk Cousins, who who took that opening drive in overtime, made that ginormous throw to
0: to Adam Adam Thielen, Thielen.
3: and then that huge touchdown throw to Kyle Rudolph to end the game. Couldn't be happy for him.
2: Well, and then I was thinking Is is that is that the best throw of Cousins' career as a Viking to this point? I, I would have to be I would be hard pressed to say it's not. I mean, given the circumstances and the situation and the place, that's the biggest throw of Kirk Cousins' Minnesota Vikings career. That's the biggest and throw of Kirk Cousins' career. Easily.
3: I agree. When you consider the moment, yeah, it, it almost has to be. Not even the
1: yeah. – uh, both the Redskins and the Vikings, that's the biggest moment of his career. And it was only topped by the little – the pass into Rudolph because they yeah. didn't run it in. They didn't run it in. Cousins had the drop in the long dime – and the pass it was beautiful to Rudolph, where only he could get it. So Cousins got the double dip. And I know that's not his first double dip because he went to Michigan State. They do a lot of dipping over there. Um, <laughs> you know, back that's when we recorded during the week, we recorded during the week. Ted kind of called this. This is kind of how he feel felt this game was gonna go. So uh I'm gonna say, uh given given the first game ball to Mr. Glover today. Well, thank yeah. you.
3: But also I, you know, we were talking about this before we went live, Drew, and you also mentioned getting uh, getting Dalvin Cook going, and, and the Vikings had to do that, and they did. And and whether whether Cook opened up the pass or or Cousins throwing the ball opened up Dalvin Cook being able to run the ball, uh, they 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 had they had to control the clock and and eat time of possession, and and Dalvin Cook did that. the The only thing, the only um, question I would have about the running game is bringing in Alexander Madison when they did, because he just didn't seem to have a good day compared to Dalvin Cook.
0: No, I thought Madison did okay. But going back to Kirk, and we've had a few remarks since then, and you guys talked, and I posted, this game will, I posted and I also said on the SB Nation radio broadcast, this game will determine whether Kirk Cousins is who he is whether he's the guy that can't show under the lights in a big game or whether he steps it up. And he stepped it up. And that is fantastic. And we have gotten some great response live. You guys aren't seeing me post up the deal. But uh, Eddie Van Halen, Edwin Broadmarkle (laughs) says, do you like that? Hell yes, baby. Hell yes. What do you think... Drew, of, since you are the probably most rough critic of Mike Zimmer, what do you think of that game he called on the defensive
1: side? I'm not a rough critic of Mike Zimmer. We get along fine. I (laughs) had this game right to him and say, Mike Zimmer, you did a hell of a job. He had, this is the game plan the Vikings wanted to have, at least defensively. At the end of the first quarter, the Saints had two possessions and ten points. At the end of the half, first half, the Saints had six possessions and ten points. The Vikings were playing it right—Zimmer
3: played it right down the line exactly how he wanted to play it. And our, uh, Brees only had 75 yards passing at the end of three quarters, I believe. That was I'm our like best that. defensive yeah. game. Best well, defensive, and, and after
0: the first let's, quarter, let's let's there's yet. only 25 yards of offense, which was amazing.
1: The last five games— the Saints were averaging 36 points a game. Brees had 16 touchdowns and zero picks. Mm-hmm. So Zimmer flipped the whole table on
2: him. Zimmer and, and played. The, the key The key to that, I thought, and we still, we started to see it early on, and I don't know how much we saw it during the season, but they played that package where they put Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin at the defensive tackle spots. And had Weatherly and O'Denigbo on the outside. and the, the Saints' interior lineman couldn't handle everything. He was destroying people. And he was. They, they couldn't stop him. That and was they, brilliant. They stuck with it for most of the game. That was great. And I don't know why we didn't see it more during the season, but, I mean, we, we saw it now, and, you know, it, it worked amazingly for most but of the game. The Saints
1: kill people between the line of scrimmage and seven yards out. They kill people all year. The Vikings were doing just enough to make Breeze rush that thing. So he was throwing it at guys' feet. He was skipping it. He was just just pressured enough where he wasn't coming through, and he never got in a groove. Zimmer, fucking big old giant beer for Mike Zimmer today.
0: <laughs> well, actually, he drinks wine, but yes. I said on uh, SB Nation radio show that the key would be to get pressure up through the interior. I suspected, you know, double-A gap linebacker blitzes. But the whole of putting Everson and Deniel inside was thinking out of the box, and it was brilliant. And it achieved just that. You are absolutely correct,
3: Chris. Look, look at look at Dave today on SB Nation Radio when I was interviewed.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it's the first time. I gotta appreciate it. I love it. big peacock feathers coming behind <laughs> you. Yeah.
3: Now that I'm an important member of the
0: media on <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, David. Hey, it happens. <laughs> it's the first. It's awesome, Ted's, man. Ted's awesome. been doing that, yo, know, multiple dozens of times. Me, it's the yeah. first time. So I got Oh, run. it's great.
3: It was a great interview.
0: Yeah, it's fun. The only media
1: that wants me is Spice Network and the DEA. That's all people <laughs> want. About Damn, what, we just won this game. We just, Hey. Shout out to that Bruce
0: Ornsby guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Mandarin Rain, you betcha. Yeah.
3: Let, let me ask you guys something. Um, what were your thoughts of Kevin Stefanski's? Uh, well, even the this, I guess the second half. Uh, there, there are people that will probably complain about because when the Vikings went into halftime, they had control of this football game, and, and it, it it felt like if they could get one more touchdown. This game would be over. Um, and and it, it it kind of felt to me like the Vikings went a little bit more conservative again, they like did. they did. Yeah, and, they did. Uh, I just I just want to know what your thoughts were on that. Did did you have faith that the Vikings would pull it out or did you think they would lose? What were your thoughts going into the when, when I think it was either Troy Aikman or Joe Buck? I can't remember who said it. Um said right when they started the fourth quarter, they said, hey. You know, the last time the Vikings met or the last time the Vikings and Saints met in the playoffs in twenty seventeen, the Vikings had a ten point lead going into the fourth quarter, and I thought, Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I I, I, I don't feel <sighs> right now. Anyways, what they are your thoughts
2: ev- on, on that? They they do everything they can to try to jinx this team. It's kinda of, kinda of ridiculous, but no, I understand that Dalvin Cook is probably the centerpiece of this offense. Cousins had a great game today, and I, he, I'm happy as hell for him because of what he did in overtime. But if Cook and Madison in the running game are the centerpiece of your offense, I, I understand wanting to go a little more conservative and give them the football. But, I mean, there are times where you got to try to take something off of that off of play action or something somewhere. If I see that reverse to digs again, I swear to God, I'm gonna throw
3: <laughs> shit around my
2: house. I mean, just that that page needs to be just lit on fire and just thrown uh. away. But I mean they, I, I understand getting a little more conservative, but you know, you gotta try to take your shots. And I didn't see a lot of bootlegs today. I didn't see a lot of, you know, deep shots and you know, if you're gonna be a conservative run first offense, you need to take that opportunity and take the try to take the bigger chunk plays off of that. And I didn't see a whole lot of that, especially in the second half, until that long one to uh, Thielen at the end.
0: No, I agree. They look like they went conservative. And I was saying on our group in Twitter and on Facebook that they gotta keep that pedal to the metal. They can't do this. And what does it cause? It caused cardiac issues and me to drink more beer.
1: I think, I think Chris summed it up perfectly there. I will add this by saying the Vikings are the most bipolar team in the league. At least that's how yes. they treat me. They, yeah. were, they were conservative much of the second half. And then when they get the kickoff in overtime, the other bipolar parts, I mean, Stavansky just like we were throwing it and we, do that long, I mean, it was the complete opposite of what I thought he was gonna do. I thought we were gonna go three and out. So I'm not happy with, with some of that conservative play calling in the second half because when Breeze fumbled and we took the ball with four minutes, that's when you close the game out. You get a couple first yes, downs and you exactly. close the fucking game out.
3: Yes, you don't give yes. it back to him.
1: But he the the play calling in overtime was I mean, maybe that wasn't even the play call. Maybe maybe it was Kirk saying, Fuck it, I'm going deep. I, I don't know, but I would like to see him step on the step on the gas a little more, Stefanski in the second half, guys. I'm still not even. I don't want to downplay the win, but way too conservative a lot of times.
3: Do you guys remember when it was mid or late third quarter and they they showed a they showed like the sideline camera shot of of Stephon Diggs really visibly upset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 kind of it was it was Dalvin Cook and then Kirk Cousins, and I'm glad they showed that. That shot of cousins coming up to him and, and, and Diggs going, yeah, okay, I got you, Dog, or whatever it was he said. Um, they kind of smooth things over, whatever. I, I wonder I wonder if if Stefanski wasn't calling those shots and and Kirk wasn't just trying to not make a mistake. Because, you know, there was that there was that point, there was that one drive in the third quarter. Might have been the no, it was the fourth quarter. I can't remember when it was. I'm um, just I'm whatever. They had a near interception and then uh, a a near fumble uh, on that that would have been returned for a touchdown had Reef not been called for a uh a false, false start, false and false then false they time. and then they and then they did that draw play to Abdullah. It was like third and eighteen or whatever. And I I, I tweeted out uh, no no offense or whatever it was. I said, but I couldn't be happier that they just decided to get off the field and not because that that drive was disastrous. And then you had sure. in the fourth quarter, you know, they they had that run to Cook that was it, it was reversed. It was a fumble that was. Called a touchdown, but his knee was down and it was reversed. So, so I wonder if if part of that wasn't what wasn't, um, Kirk just deciding I don't want to make you know that that game-changing m- mistake that that Keenum kind of did two years ago in this very game, or in the NFC Championship. I I, I don't know what your thought because there were there were times it looked like both Thielen and Diggs were wide open and and Kirk chose the checkdown to to just get yards and get a first down and keep the chains moving. But that's just my thoughts on that.
1: Was also Kurt Warner's thoughts. Did you see pregame his little breakdown? No. There's a lot of times. There's a lot of times when Kirk Cousins checks down and guys are running, running and the receivers are running wide open. And I'm, you know, this is not certainly the show to start bashing Kirk, but I think if he looks downfield, he he could have some success that's there that he doesn't take. Now he just why he's dialed into that checkdown. That's just his thing. But it, it, he did it again. It, he did it, it, it today? Uh, is it
2: he had a play action. He's being- is it the way he's being coached, where he's taught to look short to long, as opposed to long to short? Or because I thought a lot of quarterbacks have been taught to look for the deep stuff first and then bring it back. Is he being coached maybe. to look for the shorter stuff first? Or
1: maybe. but the, the, the play, a, he did play action and then he took a sack. It was towards the end. I mean, I think it was on that last drive that Ted might have been, just been talking about. And then he took a sack. He like play action and rolled out and it looked like he was going to go deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plays, my wife says, dude, there's two receivers running open. Why doesn't he pull the trigger? And I said, well, let me. see his eye, his vision downfield. If he could just look downfield, I think he could have even more success than he's already having. But I'm not going to bash him for today. We paid a bunch of money for a guy. You know,
3: Kirk Cousins won this game for us, man. He did. He did. He, did. he, did. he actually 100% did. And if, anybody, and if anybody wants to sit here and say, well, it was Dalvin Cook or, oh, it was the defense or, oh, it was this or, oh, it was that. Look, if you want to, if you want to say the, the Vikings win as a team and lose as a team, that's fine. If that's your consistent take about this team, that that's cool. Right. But but there are so many people that say it's Kirk Cousins' fault when they lose. All right, fine. If you're that person, then shut up and admit it was Kirk Cousins that was the reason that the Vikings won this game today. And I'm not that's saying, is, no. I'm, not saying that guy, I'm not saying this guy is in this program, but it rides with a Schmeb Maspato. <laughs> 23 for
1: 26. I'll never forget it. 23 and 26. They're ripping off fire. What? Absolutely. Kirk well, Cousins today. Timmy goes 8 for 40, and he's the Prince of Bel-Air. I don't, I don't get it. All the hate was Kirk today?
0: Kirk was 19 for 31, which wasn't great. But for 242, 7.8 yards average. The one TD to Rudolph Hey, buddy, when it counts, and a 96.4 rating. Generally, this is the first game this year that he has won when he's under 100 on QBR. So. He certainly was playing a lot better in the fourth quarter than he was the first. He got yes, better. Yes, I agree. I uh, agree there. He was
1: shaky and tentative, and he was. I don't know what was going on in the first quarter. He looked like he was out of sorts all the way. But you know what? He didn't shell himself. He got a up backup on the horse, and he fucking galloped. And he got it better, and he made the game better, and he made himself better, and he won the fucking game. Dropping that ball to the ceiling. dropping it to Rudy. We're going to San Francisco. Kiss my ass, Peyton.
0: <laughs> you are 100% correct, Drew. And the big deal was he did not go into a shell, which was fantastic. That first quarter, though, I don't know whether it might, it might have been like, maybe what Chris is saying about the game
1: game-calling or scheming or game-planning, he was really reluctant to even throw it downfield at all. And I'm thinking, if the coaches got him that scared, they need to back off and let him fucking play. Let him play!
2: What do you think, Chris? Uh, it might be what it is, but we've seen that a lot with a lot of Vikings quarterbacks over the years. I mean, not just with, you know, Cousins. I mean, I think we saw Christian Ponder with a lot of that, where he was overcoached <laughs> to the point where he was scared to death to make a mistake. We saw him with... T- no, I'm I'm just saying... I don't know if it's the way the Vikings coach their quarterbacks because you know Stefanski has been there since 2006. He was there for Childress. He was there for Frazier. He's been there for Zimmer and all these Vikings quarterbacks. Seems like, with the exception of Favre, who didn't listen to anybody but Favre anyway, so he doesn't count. But they, they seem like they are absolutely they seem like they are absolutely scared to death to to make mistakes. I mean, and you know I don't know what it is, but. It, that that might have something to do with it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm damn near, I'm damn sure not putting Christian Ponder on the same level as Kirk Cousins. Okay? No,
0: I, I know
3: that. And, I, and, and I, rest, I was, I, I was
2: I, the last Christian Ponder defender on the planet and that's fine, but you know, I, I'm not I, saying they're all the same.
3: Well, I, I think, yeah. I think you and me died in that foxhole hole on, on that green Bay game. Remember that green Bay tie? We we yeah. had a long conversation in, in the Twitter DMs. I think you and I were the last two Ponder defenders in the foxhole. Be that as it may. <laughs> <laughs> Um somebody had to shit. I, <laughs> I I would normally agree with you Chris. I mean because you and I agree about almost everything related to the Vikings. Yep. Um but I, the the only thing that makes me think that's that's not the the way it is is because there has been so much turnover over the years. If, I mean if you've had one offensive philosophy if you'd had a Jerry Burns running this offense for 10 or 15 years I could buy it, but you've you've gone through so many offensive coordinators, even under Mike Zimmer's tenure. I mean, this is what the the, the fifth guy in six years.
0: Let's see, we when had
3: the there, we there had Shermer, Shermer,
0: Norv, Norv.
3: Um, who else Who else was there? Norv Shermer. Who was last year? D. Filippo, and now De Stefanski De so that's, that's four that's guys good. in four six, six years. years. Yeah. I mean, maybe seven no. quarterbacks and maybe that's coming from, from Zimmer that that's telling him, look, you know, play, look for the safe option first. And then if there's something open downfield, I don't know, but
2: it, it might but, be, I don't know.
3: That was just something I was spitballing on that. It, no, it's, it's a, it's a good theory. Um, but the thing, the thing that struck me, even if that was their theory, you know, and, and credit feeling, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've got guys have ever tried to catch anything over your shoulder Much less a football in an NFL stadium during the playoffs. That was, you know, we could say that was Kirk Cousins' biggest throw. That's, that's Thielen's biggest catch of his career. I would, I would, I would lay down right now.
1: The more I watched it on the replay, the more I was more impressed Mm -hmm. that that ball, mm -hmm. that he caught that ball and it didn't skip off the, off the ground. Uh, I, to kind of, Listen, Bud Grant used to say, these football games are come down to a few plays on each side. And like Ted said last week, everybody's got talent. Let me throw a little number out there to you, which I think was the difference of the game. And we're all talking, red zone! Now, the Vikings, the last three games, not counting last week against the Bears when they sat the starters. We're talking Chargers, a team from Wisconsin, and help me out. There's one more mixed in there. Lions. 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 Okay. Lions, Chargers, team from Wisconsin. The Vikings had six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Total. And uh, we, both, had, we had yeah, we had six total. We had we had a defensive touchdown with the fumble return against the Chargers. Okay. How many touchdowns did they have today? Three. Uh, three. Three. Six in three games, and today they had three. Like Bud Grant said, that today when they got down to the inside the ten, they were putting it in the
0: end zone when they had to. Well, what did you say exactly. was the key to the game, Drew?
1: Getting touchdowns and not field goals.
0: Well, no, that's not what you said. Who who was the key that's to the game? I,
3: that, that, that's what I said. That that I said what? Was, who was,
0: yeah, was the key to the game today that you predicted in our preview show? Look. Cook. What did Cook have? He had a couple scores down deep
1: late in the game.
0: He had 28 <laughs> rushes for 94 yards and two TDs. He was it, without a doubt.
1: They, got the red, they scored three touchdowns, and, and, you know, compared to what they've had going the last month or so, the offense did wake up, and they needed to. But, you know, everybody accused me, Drew, you just love the defense and you hate the offense, I'm still going to hang the defense with the big game ball on
0: this one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You better give
1: them some stock market points or whatever you do on that, too. Give them some.
0: Speaking of Ted <laughs> in the stock market, we have Bryant Rude who comments on this. Ted, have you ever heard of Purple Buckeye? What's Google it? it. Also. I've,
3: I've, I've heard how, that, dude. I, he's, a, he's, a he's 100%. He's a jackass. If you're on Twitter, <laughs> don't follow him. That's a complete turd.
0: <laughs> how much crow does Score North have to eat this week? Their podcasts were brutal to Kirk this All week.
2: All of it. All of the crow. As much as... Set up, a, set up a big old crow buffet, have fried crow, baked crow, barbecued crow, all the crow they can handle, and bet some, because they've earned every bit of it.
1: Did anybody over there, I didn't see a lot of their pods this week, because I don't like hearing about people, you know, it's over and over again. But did, did anybody, was anybody thinking about the Vikings coming out on top over there? Did it score north?
3: No. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I mean, whether, whether it was a local media or... Or national media. There wasn't I I can't maybe and maybe I'm wrong, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, folks that are that are watching this, if you are. I can't think of one person, one media outlet that thought the Vikings had a chance to win, with the exception of the Good Morning Gallahorn crew on our Who are they? <laughs> Who are they? You know what you know what we bring to the show, boys? We bring a little thunder. And a little lightning. <laughs> that's what
0: we bring hello forearm slap
1: <laughs> <laughs> how uh, about getting was, off the field getting off the field on third down look at the big difference that makes when it comes down to just breaking down a football game we got off the field on third down and just didn't allow
2: them to grind up the first down after first down yep Saints were Saints were four for 11 on third down today
3: that's that's pretty
2: huge that's good. offense
3: speak speaking of defense we have been – I think just about everybody who's a Vikings fan and the media, whatever, has been hypercritical of Xavier Rhodes this year with, yep. with fair evidence, with fair evidence, oh, I, yeah. I may say. I, I will say today, though, I don't know if you guys remember the sequence where uh, Alvin Kamara took a, took a dump-off pass and got like six or seven yards and Rhodes hit him. Um, yep. it, yep. got hurt. it hurt his shoulder. And I thought to myself, oh, Rhodes is going off. Here we go. He stayed on the field, and on third down, he broke up a pass to Michael Thomas that got the Vikings off the field. I thought Xavier Rhodes, other than he gave up that that huge pass uh, that Taysom Hill threw in the first half. Other than that, I thought Xavier Rhodes played a heck of a game. He was a lot closer to the 2017 Xavier Rhodes than the 2019 Xavier Rhodes that we saw. Yeah, and then
0: and I had sure. wondered if the veterans like Xavier would step it up in the playoffs. And I'm glad they did. Hey, did you see I, Everson Griffin? He was
3: hot today. Fountain of youth. Yes. Absolute fountain of youth today.
2: And it and it's a good thing Road stayed in the game and didn't wind up being injured because we were one step away from pulling dudes out of the stands to play corner out there. So yeah. No 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 Hughes, no Alexander. Had no roads for what we got. Chris Boyd out there. We got Holton Hill out there playing significant snaps. Michael Thomas had 70 yards receiving today, for a dude that sets reception records and yardage records and whatever the hell other records he set. Seven catches for 70 yards for this. That that's pretty freaking impressive. And I think that's a, another big part of the reason why the Saints' offense, because they're so used to just being able to hit Michael Thomas whenever they want, and today they couldn't do it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, Mike Zimmer. You, you can say what you want about Mike Zimmer as a coach, and and we had all the noise this past week about Dallas and whatever. Mike Zimmer has, for the large, for the for the most part, he has the number of the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. He, he dials up a heck of a game plan, and I I mentioned that in the preview show. He's played the the New Orleans Saints very tough the last three games, and as long as the Vikings didn't beat themselves, I think I said. The Vikings had a really good chance to win the game. <laughs> Thielen fumbled on the first drive, and I'm like, here we go. But <laughs> to the Vikings credit, they shook that up. Man, they shook that off. That that, that was a team a year ago that happens. That that just steamrolls and that becomes a huge blowout. This team said, No, it's not gonna happen today. And they played a heck of a football game and yeah. figured out a way to get it done. You gotta
1: hand it to Zimmer today. This is probably the best defensive game I've seen him call. You're you're in New Orleans. We all know how hostile that is. He's in New Orleans. He's down corners. He's down cornerback. He's down personnel. Yeah. That guy had a fucking game plan to kill all game plans. He played it perfectly. He was the Ingve Malmsteen and Eddie Van Halen combined today. <laughs> Mike, Mike Zimmer was on a roll defensively. And I the only thing I wish you would have done is if you would have ran across the field at the end of the game doing this toward John Mason. <laughs> he, he was Randy Rhodes, baby. Randy he was Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. The crazy train. Mike Zimmer called an absolutely fantastic game today. Yeah. And he right yeah. down the line. I mean, he's short guys. He doesn't care. He knew he knew there's a fine balance. We're playing the Saints, okay? We're not playing some scrub ass team with, with Matt up? Blau. Yeah. The number one defense in the playoffs. I know everybody wants to say Baltimore is, but Breeze, that offense. I mean, Kamara, all of it. And there was a time when the Saints couldn't even get a first down every time they got the ball. Zimmer played it perfectly. Hats off to Mike Zimmer.
3: The the Saints were so frustrated at one point in the second half. uh, Ohio State graduate Marshawn Lattimore (laughs) was, was on the sidelines yelling, I think, at the other Ohio State alumnus in that backfield, Vaughn Bell. I, I don't know if it was Vaughn Bell. I, I, I know it was Marshawn Lattimore, but they they were extremely flustered on that sideline. And, and you could tell in, you know, it's funny because there, there was a point in time in that late in the first half, middle, third quarter, where Drew Brees, everybody talks about Kirk Cousins' body language. Drew, Be- Drew, Drew Brees looked like he had no idea what, what was going on and no totally. idea what was coming next and then after the vikings after when it kind of felt they had something going and it was a daniel hunter that forced that fumble when the when the when the saints were driving and the vikings yeah. recovered it, yeah. it, it 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 felt it, from up until prior to that drive cuz the saints really sort of had a kind of groove on it it looked like drew Brees had no answers for what the vikings were doing and it was so awesome to see yeah it was
2: you, you talk about you talked about Hunter, and he was going up against a guy today in uh, Ramachek at that time. All-pro. All-pro. got all-pro. All, all Daniil Hunter beat that guy's ass all day today. And Daniil, he can't sniff the all-pro team, even though he's he's got to be one of the best young edge rushers in football. And he goes out there, and he just whooped Ramachek up and down no. the field for four quarters. And I—, I and I think that was a part of it too. I mean
0: he had you know, Griffin, he was credited,
2: uh, everybody.
0: He was credited with one and a half sacks as, as well as Griffin, who got one and a half sacks. And they both got three QB hits a piece. He was awesome. They both were. And the fact Drew that Reese was in was awesome.
3: Drew Brees was not used to the pressure he got today. He just yeah, went no.
0: to, to and, do,
3: and nobody saw that coming from the Vikings defense. No, line. it was outside except, of the except,
0: box
1: thinking.
3: Except three old dudes on GMG. To 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 piggyback off what Chris
1: Gates just said, I've been watching Ryan Ramsey play since Wisconsin and he was Quentin Nelson like at college. He was the best offensive lineman I've seen in the whole class. He owns people. He played a bowl game where they wouldn't even rush against him anymore because he's pancaking everybody. I have never seen him get owned like that. So to 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 say, I mean, if Hunter could do it against him, that's scary to think what he can do to the rest of the league. And on, and on Ted's point about Drew Brees' face, at one point they showed him and I looked at Ruby and I said, that's the kind of look I used to have in my face when my mother used to drag me to the craft store when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> just to, He did. He looked he looked lost, didn't he? It was almost like he wasn't he frustrated. It was beyond frustrated because he didn't look mad. He just looked kind of like, like he had smoked too much pot and forgot where he parked his car. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: He, he had there, – there was a, a large chunk of that football game where uh, the Saints had no idea what the Vikings – it felt it felt like they had no idea what the Vikings' defense was doing. And they had – and if they did know about it, there wasn't anything they could do about it. I think they were completely flustered by uh, – like Dave mentioned, when they moved Hunter and Griffin inside and they had they had the four defensive ends rushing, and I think it produced one if not two sacks – that, that completely threw the Saints off. And they had – was it three with that three formation? With that set yep. what a, what three setup. Co- yeah. What a
1: great coaching move.
3: It was. Now, it was now let's ask you, weren't you kind of
1: surprised that halfway through the second quarter, Sean Payton didn't start crowding the box and forcing, forcing Cousins to beat him? Because it seemed like Cook was getting yeah. yards all day. I mean, he never really – he never really shut it down, or could he not?
2: I don't um, think he could. No, the. Early on, the Vikings' offensive line was just moving people. It didn't it worked, matter how many yeah. people were front; they were just. I mean, there was a there was a screen or a swing pass to Cook and Garrett Bradbury's like ten or fifteen yards downfield, just running people over. And for the for the first half of the game, the Vikings' offensive line was basically doing what they wanted
1: to do. When I was waiting for the Saints I, to adjust I, to it, Chris, I was waiting for them to stop it. They, Bring
2: the they Saints They may come. have, but they may have, but whatever they were doing, it it didn't change anything for most of that first half because. Yeah, Cook was ripping off yards, and you know Cousins didn't face a lot of pressure, I didn't think, during that first half. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, that first half, the Vikings were just kind of doing whatever they wanted on offense, as long as they weren't fumbling the ball away.
3: It felt like the only time the Vikings had trouble running the ball was outside, especially the left side of their offensive line. Every other time, it seemed like they had a fair amount of success.
1: Mm -hmm. And if they did have success, it seems like a hold would
0: bring it back. The outside runs.
3: Mm-hmm. And true. some of those yeah, calls were ticky-tack,
0: but we won't go into the officiating. It was a... Yeah. It was a... What would they call those? A composite crew where they take best, our best guys from, you know, line judge from this crew and, um, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. I, I, I,
3: I got to say, I thought... I mean, there, there were a couple bad calls, but I will say they were even. I, I don't think one team yeah. got a a, uh, a lopsided amount of bad calls, and for the most part, they let them play, which most fans want and prefer in an NFL playoff game. I mean, I think right. we, if I were to get a game like this yes. every week in the NFL, I would have no complaints that, yeah, the Vikings got a couple bad calls, um, but so did the Saints, and and I've always said I think these calls even out over time, and I felt they evened out. Um, you, you can talk about the Thielen's hold that he was called for holding, which is a ticky tac call, there yeah. was a a blindside block that the Saints were called on that was really questionable yeah. that really yeah. Yeah. On the, changed on like, the, punt the punt return. Be, yeah, on the punt return that evened out. I I don't have a problem with the way the game was called at all. To be quite honest, I was there was any
0: funny. pass interference calls? I don't remember a one. There there was there there was
3: one yeah. One I thought I can't
0: remember. Um, I, think, Irv, Irv, I can't remember it got, it was, it was on. Smith.
3: Smith. Yeah, it was on Irv Smith. It got yeah, it on Irv. It. Yeah, he, there, early was, in,
2: early in the third quarter, I
3: think it was. Yeah, yeah. But but no no game changing stuff at all. No,
2: I thought so, uh, the to... game book the, the game book says uh, New Orleans was called for six penalties for 52 yards. Uh, the Vikings were called for four penalties for 26 yards. Okay, I'm, so with
1: can... the, I'm with the purple buckeye on this. For as shitty as we see the officiating every week, as long as they're not botching it, I'm happy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. you know, can you ask for any more? There wasn't really any big. Oh, by the way, David Stefano. O'Neal held that guy in that play. Don't give me this bullshit that he didn't hold. Oh, that I thought pun- that was
0: ticky-tack. Oh, come on. But, there hey, I, 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 I grew up an offensive lineman, so, hey. If
1: happens to hey. Hunter, you'd be going in shit. I powerful.
0: happen to, uh, I like I said, I grew up an offensive lineman, and there's little things we should get away with, and that was one of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: officiating uh, on with Ted, though. It didn't really, that, that's what we hope for in a game, is just to stay out of the way, guys. When Zeeland made that catch and they marked them short of the first down, remote almost went through the sheetrock, though. My wife had to say, I go, How in the hell did you mark that ball? How did you mark that ball short? Come on.
0: Speaking of wives, Ruby had a great day, and Purple Buckeye, Mrs. Purple Buckeye did as well. I don't know about Chris's wife. She may be off yeah. shopping.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's,
0: she's good. <laughs> And I don't have one, which is fantastic. Anyways. So you want to do the five knuckle shuffle, then
3: you're on your own. Wow, wow that's true. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's wrap this up. I, I think that kind of implies that, doesn't it? I mean, what? Let, you know.
3: let, let's wrap this up. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That is a
2: perfect way uh, to end a perfect game. Uh, Hey, you know you know what else is wrapped up? What's you know that? What else is wrapped up? The <coughs> New Saints season. Yeah! Yeah! Go, to, hey, go the hell,
1: home. Go and you know,
2: home.
1: and you know whose eyebrows got raised? That whole Niner staff, baby. Because we are coming to Santa Clara, baby. We're gone. Uh,
0: Eighty-seven. Repeat it. through next game. Yes. What
2: a day. What a great day.
0: Last words, hey. Chris. And thanks for joining us. By the way. Uh,
2: Happy to be here. I always love hanging out with you guys, especially after a day like today, because this was freaking great. I mean, people people like to throw around that nobody believed in us, card. Well, You know what? Nobody freaking believed in this team going into this game. And, and they did it because they had the ability to do it, and they went out and they did it. And, yeah, I, I'm freaking thrilled that we get at least one more week of Vikings football this year. So there you go. Absolutely. Drew? How
1: much to add to that? Poobah covered it all. I will say this I was kind of mad that the reserve played the last week of the season. Now I'm pretty happy because Boyd got much needed experience. Wow. Yeah. So, everything Chris just said, we're moving on. I'm one happy mofo.
0: Hanging out yeah, if I can
3: count. That's right. Ted? Super Bowl homeboy. We will see you in Miami. Let's go. <laughs> the cats on the <laughs> skull
0: everybody next week nice to join Fras- in everybody San well, Francisco see you for the preview show and on Daily Northman every day every day is long